Hello, welcome to Dress to Kill, your favorite fashion in action movie podcast. And welcome to our surprise watch through episode of Wonder Woman 1984. We are so excited to cover our first new release action movie. The looks in this movie were so incredible, we could not help ourselves. As usual, go to our Instagram at Dressed to Kill Pod to see pictures of the looks we talk about in this episode and to let us know what you thought of this episode and the movie. Warning, there will be minor spoilers ahead. Enjoy! Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, so this movie takes place in twenty takes place in 1984, <laughs> but is made in 2020. To be clear, <laughs> in case it's anyone was confused about that, <laughs> in case yep. in case a decade from now someone's listening to this podcast and there's like a little bit of confusion, <laughs> um, <laughs> Patty Jenkins is the director, and I have to give so much love to Patty Jenkins because she was a part of this wave of female filmmakers that started breaking through a few years ago and Mm -hmm. like proving that women can make box office numbers. Women can create action movies that sell that are great. And I have beyond her being a great filmmaker, so much honor to her for being a part of that movement. Yeah. Kind of accidentally. I'm sure I doubt she was intending for that to be the purpose, but she achieved it. She did the first one too, right? First wonder woman. Yeah. Okay, That's cool. basically what I'm talking about. The yeah. first Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it had some some like highest grossing detail, like highest of the week or highest of whatever that competed with other Marvel movies that made it yeah. like, oh, financially, women led movies made by women can achieve higher numbers of than course, men's. Yeah, or uh, yeah, when the money talks industry shifts <laughs> all about um, the bottom so, line <laughs> it's all about the bottom line this episode is going to be a little different because clearly this is not a james bond movie <laughs> <laughs> and this is a movie that i suggested uh as the lesser of the bond two of us um so i'm going to take over a little bit more of the information aspects there, um, and yeah. Elma can sit in. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. There is a bond, a couple bond connections. Well, yeah, one right. Clear one. I know one. Yeah, one clear one. Go. Yeah. You you can say it. Go ahead. Okay. So the costume designer on this is Lindy yep. Hemming, and she has done so many Bond movies. Um, I think her last one was Casino Royale. I think, but before that, she did uh, all of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Um, and she's also worked with Whitaker Malam a lot on the, you know, the armor of the costume for this Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they had a hand in it in this one as well. Actually, I didn't double check that. Maybe someone can fact check me. But I, I feel yeah, like I didn't double must. check that either. But yeah. yes, um, seems like they would. Yeah. So she's costume designer. Awesome. I loved that. And she did such a great job in this, too, I thought. Oh, my God. Yes. In my this is one of the best most well costumed movies I've seen in my young opinion (laughs) just because it's everything seems to be exactly what you want that to be like it's exactly what the story calls for and that's what I deem a good costume design to be Mm -hmm. like something aspirational about it some like it's going to make me want some of those outfits but mostly it's going to be so fit to the story 
yeah it definitely um, fits the story i i so perfectly i loved the costuming too i sometimes in these movies though when um when you do like a, a period movie i feel like mm-hmm. they the costumes often can look too polished though and this kind of yeah. was the case but it's beautiful so like you enjoy it anyway but um right but no it, i hear you and i think that was on purpose yeah yeah i do in- i do think so too a lot of the superhero type movies, I feel like, do kind of do the polished, of course, versus yeah, the it's, worn it's like, look. Yeah, but also because this movie, like, as they did more of the worn look in um, the original Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Oh God, how do I phrase that? The original first Wonder Woman <laughs> of this era. Because <laughs> yeah. let me see, is Nothing. there a designation in the title? It's just Wonder Woman. We'll just yeah. call it Wonder Woman, and this is Wonder Woman yeah. 2017. <laughs> yeah, in the Wonder Woman 2017. Uh, it is a little bit more worn because it takes place during World War one. Two, right? One. Or one. one? Oh no, it's one. Yeah, dude. There are so many movies that take place in World War Two that at this point it's just like automatic to assume. <laughs> <laughs> no, World War One take place in World War One. Yeah, and I really um, liked that setting a lot. Like that actually, I think is more my vibes. But um, wow, I enjoyed, interesting. I enjoyed this one a lot too. Also, I really liked the cast in the original one. I had like a couple actors that i really liked that were like a little less known the french guy for example sure this. yeah <laughs> okay i'm trying to remember them all now i'm like i have this this one on the brain yeah i yeah. mean i loved it the first one i loved yeah i, loved I think the first one. both movies are not 100 percent perfect mm-hmm. but are like 80 percent plus in my opinion and what they bring to the table as movies, I think, like, totally puts them over the edge. Like, that, yeah. That's what I appreciate the most. Because, like, you know how I feel about superhero movies is, like, I'm... No, tell me. <laughs> oh, I, I have this conversation all the time with my other friend who's such a Marvel nerd. But I'm, I mean, you may have had it with me before, but th- not the listeners. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, so I like movies that are much more grounded in reality and have, like realistic stakes and like plus less, guy Richie plus guy Richie and like yeah. yeah like suspend disbelief a bit but like still within the boundaries of like real world and I'm less into fantasy elements and um right. I like sci-fi still but like I I'm not a huge um comic book movie fan um I still watch them because like of the cultural significance and be part of the conversation and they're fun and entertaining but they're not rewatchables for me and that's why I lean way more into like the spy genre the bond stuff that's my realm but again like I do appreciate these movies still and like you were just saying it's what what this movie does for filmmaking and pushing um, get, you know, giving women opportunities and all of that it, and the message that it has and stuff like that, that I really do appreciate. Yeah. I, I would describe your, this is going to come out wrong because I can already <laughs> hear that clearly this is going to come out wrong, but I don't know what other words to use. I would describe your, the type of movies that you like to be more, if they're in the fantasy area, they're more like adult fantasy, if that makes sense. Whereas okay. like, like spy movies, I I would actually put a lot of spy movies in the fantasy category, but they're more like grounded fantasy, like adult person's fantasy, mm. real world fantasy versus yeah. Yeah, things yeah, like yeah. Marvel are more like a child fantasy experience, even if they're made for adults. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's more animated in the fantasy aspect, mm-hmm. I guess. 
<laughs> yeah like adult fantasy is clearly the wrong term because that just sounds like porn yeah. however i think you get the idea <laughs> i don't mean porn <laughs> I, love, I love that um <laughs> what was i gonna say no you're right though um so like out of the marvel movies for example my favorite is captain america winter soldier and that one it starts i don't out, even think i've seen that <laughs> it starts out more like a spy like it's i like the more earthbound characters yeah exactly yeah oh and you are an earth sign too aren't you isn't taurus an earth sign yeah 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 oh, what a coincidence and mine's an air sign and clearly that says it a lot it's very accurate <laughs> Wow, interesting. It is um, interesting. Oh, wait, what, were you going to say something about that movie that you like? The Cap- Marvel Captain? Marvel oh, one? no, just that that's the one that kind of starts out like a spy that movie. Like and yeah, and it has oh. like um, Black Widow and um, so Scarlett Johansson and Captain America. They're much more like grounded characters than yeah. like magical Maybe power characters. It starts out, um, they're like sneaking onto like a giant <laughs> ship in the in the opening scene uh, okay well i don't know but, but uh <laughs> either way i probably liked it because yeah my feeling on on m- fantasy and marvely kind of movies is um generally i like them like i just like things that make me feel good mm-hmm. i don't like things that make me feel bad so if if it's i have no issue with mar like fantasy stuff i love be as weird as you want if it tells a good story and makes me feel good I'm so in yeah and if you're as weird as you want and the story doesn't hit I'm not in that's yeah. kind of my thing but I'm really open to uh yeah more like childlike wonder kind of films yeah, as well I love that um okay well speaking of our movie of this one like this um I have so much to say about this but I feel like normally when we go through the costumes a lot comes out in that process so maybe we just start going through the costumes okay yeah. My first look is the armor in Thems- Themskura. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but that's the name of her like location of origin. I don't know if it's a country or a place or what. I mean, obviously it's mm-hmm. like a mystical place, but uh, the armor from that place. Um, I couldn't really pick a specific armor. If I have to go with one, I'm going to go with her like warrior idol woman the woman who trains her robin wright oh, okay yeah if i had to pick one i'm gonna go with hers because in this movie the armor is a little bit different than the last movie and although i like the more golder toned leathers i love that her in this movie her, robin wright's armor has like like it looks like a spine going across her um like one shoulder mm-hmm. it's like it's 3d it's like sticking out and i think that's just so cool like the spine of a creature or something built into her armor is very cool but technically yeah, but like I, like that. I love them all i'm just using this as my placeholder for all of them all of them <laughs> so incredible yeah i i love okay yeah my thinking in that scene is i love all the surrounding characters outfits like even the grecian god lady type looking mm-hmm. drapey outfits and that's her mom Oh, the it, yeah, the audience ladies, the, <laughs> the ones in the white white drapies. I like all of that. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. um, and, and they're then, all like slightly unique of each other. I got a screenshot of it. Yes, exactly. All the variations like, of it. Ugh. Um, and like the flag girls, and that's the flag girls was gonna be the one I was gonna pick. But then I looked closer I and know, I was like, I, I don't love, know, I can't choose. Oh, I loved it. I actually really <laughs> liked the flag girl ones. 
Um, Me too. But I like that shape. It's like that picture we posted the other day from from that same um, armor. Uh, the leather worker. Whit- Whitaker Malum. Those yeah. designers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Whitaker Malum. Uh, yes, yes, that yes. picture we posted on Naomi Campbell with that gold. Oh yeah, that's so pretty. Leather worked armor looking thing mm-hmm. from those same designers. Yeah, it's that that shape. I think. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> I so, love it. I I mean yeah I would. I would agree. Like just collectively, all of their armor stuff is really cool. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, so my first one is. Um, Again, I was going to say the flag girls, maybe, but there's actually this um, black girl in the background that has... Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know which In the one. background with the queen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Her outfit. It's like um, all, all black leather work, armor style. It's um, got both shoulders covered, right? Both or shoulders a little, covered. A little bit of something. Yeah. But yeah. I also like her headpiece. It's like uh, just a thin... Oh, actually, maybe it's not just a thin band. I thought it was just a thin band. Still cool. Um, and her whole hair and look all looks great Um, I like the the arm cuffs because especially when they're um, on the girls that are in the in the competition like it makes sense that Mm -hmm. they have like these arm cuffs for like archery and stuff like that Um, but also I love the arm cuffs give me an arm cuff any day like let that be normal again so I can wear them (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, and and then her skirt portion is like just the slit in the front or um, a, not a slit, uh, a panel in panel. the front. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the panels on the hips. And yep. so you see like full thighs. Really like it. It's like a classic, perfect, a perfect gladiator-y. rendition of a classic, yeah, like woman gladiator mm-hmm. armor yeah. made so incredibly well. Really cool. I love it. I love all of them. I love the queen's look too. I like that the queen always has the, like it seems like most of them have either the one shoulder or both shoulders covered and the queen has the slightly inverted look where it goes mm. closer into your clavicle I don't know how to describe that like bigger armholes almost kind of yeah, is how yeah, I describe yeah. it <laughs> there's got to be a word for that kind of a cut but the queen always has more of that so it's like her shoulders are revealed while the other women's are um, yeah inconsistently she's got like revealed. the full skirt it's a lot more regal yeah She's always got more gold. More gold. But it's still like, like, I like the costuming in this section. You know how I was saying, like, how period movies can look really, like, clean and polished? Like, this area, I feel like, right. feels a little bit more, like, dull and worn. And, like, it's not, yeah. like, super shiny, like her armor in the end, for example. Like, I like this look. Yeah. Yeah, I read in an interview with Lindy Hemming, and they, she said that they were... <laughs> I did a little bit of research. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> She said that they were specifically, uh, well, comparing it to the first Wonder Woman that they did, the Wonder Woman 2017, was meant to be a little bit more worn and oh, literally no it's way. in war. Yeah. But this movie yeah. is meant to be in the 80s and be 80s. So yeah. they wanted to make it really like bright and day glow feeling and For like sure. an 80s shiny bright toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's a... You picked up on exactly what they were putting down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely comes through. Oh, that armor. I could just love it forever. It's I've always wanted to recreate that armor. I wanted to make a I duct know. tape version for a I while. I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, you should and you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. This Themyscira place, The when I saw the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 2017, both movies start out in Themyscira. Mm-hmm. 
And the first one, it starts out with a little bit of like mother daughter stuff mm-hmm. with Diana and her mom. And then it goes into the showcasing of this land and yeah. its people. And when I saw the first movie in theaters, I saw it mo- quite a few times. I just, the second it went to like showcasing this place and its people and everything, I just burst into tears I and know, I could I not hold back. You told me. Oh, it was yeah. such a distinct experience because it was so unique like the the place where the tears were coming from is not a place that is often reached it wasn't like this is so beautiful this is so sad this is so heart-wrenching like it was none of the usual things and it wasn't song and dance which also always makes me cry (laughs) it wasn't song and dance no (laughs) no um, but it was the feeling and I I had just needed, even though it's the wrong movie, needed to mention in this podcast because we talk about women's roles in movies. It was the this experience of watching an entire culture of women who are strong and powerful and that was good. There was no tension about it. There was no like negative competition. There was no mm-hmm. like tearing each other down or it's a bad thing if someone's powerful or it's not great or there's someone in the corner with like stink eye looking at them or something like just it was just this feeling of women together being powerful and that's fantastic and it just was glowing in that experience and I've never felt that before ever in my life and it it's like something that was a fantasy of mine in my dreams I'm sure um but I just had never been shown it. And that's, right. oh my God. I love the power of movies. Yeah, no, totally. I loved that opening scene in the other one. Um, I felt like they could do a whole movie just there. Yeah, they're asking for it. I think, I don't know if I sent you this picture, but one of the pictures I came, oh. I found online for the outfits, it was somebody drafted like a, can we have a prequel about yeah. that warrior woman who right? is... Um, the trainer yeah I don't remember mm-hmm. that character's name oh I feel so terrible but Robin Wright they were asking for a prequel about Robin Wright's character just in that land and I'm like yeah yes yeah. agreed <laughs> I want it <laughs> I need it yeah they should do that <laughs> they should great oh should where we do our are second we? number two oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> number two um okay my number two is skipping a bit is Diana Diana's first I described it as Diana's first work look it's the first one when we see her in the office yes yes it's like the dark top and the dark pants or gray navy or gray could be navy or dark gray something like that yeah with the uh leopard shoes shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) is that also on your list or you just know it no I okay I really teetered to whether to put this in yeah or not because that's like so me you know like it's I know I'm shocked a little (laughs) it's I felt like I was being very Elma in my choices this week (laughs) a a lot of the looks were very me actually um like that's what I was thinking that's why I'm like surprised the like um like her business attire but easy still like and cool looking like not too Mm -hmm. stuffy style yeah um, lightweight fabrics I loved all of that like I, they didn't go like the power suit direction which was nice like they went more of like I'm you know the easy easy casual business business casual actually mm-hmm. not that casual but looked great <laughs> look great um mm-hmm. so that was my number two but I had to say 
a swapper yeah a swap wait are we done talking about it Should wait I move on you, to my number did you two? do that as no, no, no did you do that as your number two or no no it wasn't no. it was gonna be but it, it was wasn't. gonna be okay but uh well let me just describe it a little more okay, it's yeah, a yeah. button down is it like silk ish mm-hmm. it's some kind of light it could be silk but it's also the 80s so it could be polyester <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that silk. it's probably silk because i think her costumes are higher quality yeah mm-hmm. um so something silk looking dark obviously she's wearing it unbuttoned in the front so it's like a nice loose v but it looks like it's a collared shirt covered by her luscious locks so i can't tell exactly her hair but i love that the shoulder detail are those little flaps that to me are always very safari vibes epaulettes yeah oh epaulettes (laughs) i love them i I love epaulettes yeah and uh, at the end of the sleeves there's a little like cuff as well to be buttoned um Mm -hmm, that -hmm. looks perfect for her like so well tailored clearly made for her and the pants are potentially the same very similar fabric Mm -hmm. um and nice pressed beautiful gorgeous gorgeous yeah she looks perfect um so freaking elegant so elegant but chill like not she doesn't mm-hmm. look stuffy or uptight or anything. She just looks so cool. Like how Kristen Wiig is like, I want to be cool like her. It's like, yes, she exudes mm-hmm. cool. I love that. I love it. Okay, what's your second? Okay, my second, the one that I swapped it for, it and I, cause, just because I had to mention this one, is her, sure. her, tra- her traditional, her Wonder Woman outfit. And chronologically, oh! it's, I think it, you see her in it before this look right yeah so yeah in the mall yeah exactly so it it fits here but I love I mean obviously it's like a work of art her um her outfit but I love like how the skirt it it gets shorter in certain areas and longer in the right places like it reminds me of my favorite like ballet skirt that I wear like that just flatters your legs in the most perfect way um but it also seems functional because you know she's running and you want like I mean the skirt's short enough that you could run without any um hindrance I guess anyway but yeah. and then her her shoes are like wedge sandals with the the shin guards on it that are strapped mm-hmm. on I want to like just touch all of that material see what it how <sighs> flexible or how stiff it actually is like it's so yes. fascinating I'm just studying it the entire time it's on screen and how they get the shiny effect like is there any CG done on top of it you think I don't know. Uh, I my guess would be no because it would be really hard in motion to sure, do that. Yeah. I would guess it'd be more like with the way that it's that the um aging is painted on to make it yeah. look a little bit more. It's but that's a guess. It's so good though. Like everything looks it's so perfect. Good. Yeah. I remember um, when they first released the images, what mm-hmm. would it have been 2016, I guess? Yeah, probably. Of this new Wonder Woman look, just being like they got it. Like so often so these good. outfits come out that are like iconic and they make the new version and it's like Mah. yeah all right yeah. i'll find a way to love it but this one came out and it was like you couldn't be more perfect couldn't you have got been, it yeah. mm-hmm. nailed it perfect fantastic i actually have an excerpt from an interview with lindy hemming about it if you want to know Ooh, more details me. yes yes um <clears throat> oh the way that she described the 80s look they were going for she called it a glowing 80s feel <laughs> exactly um, yeah. by the way uh she said and i quote we changed the material of her bodice and made it from urethane 
I don't know what that is. It's like urethane, which can be molded. Okay. Do you know what it is? It's it's like polyurethane, kind of. I guess I'm assuming. So like, um, oh, I don't you know, know what like that is. like uh, I I'm imagining it's maybe a stiffer version of like what those um those poly like pleather leggings and stuff are made out of. Oh, that's polyurethane. So oh, if urethane okay. is interesting, could be similar. Is that without the poly? Like probably <laughs> that without the two percent lycra or whatever or something. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Um, and she continues, we changed the design a little bit so it's more translucent because Patty mm. wanted everything to have this slightly hyper real feel to it. So you can see the colors, the blue, the red, the gold glow more. That's so I cool. I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, there's a translucent aspect to this. Right. I, I didn't, didn't quite get that, but it did look fantastic. But the so. effect is there. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Very, very interesting. Very cool. And that scene where she's in the mall, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, I just think they did it so well. They had so many little nostalgic hits in that. Did you notice the different store names? I don't know if all of them oh, were no. actual stores in the eighties. Yeah, like they had Walden Books, which is a oh, real bookstore yeah. that mm-hmm. closed. Probably what would have been the late nineties <laughs> or two thousands yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it closed before. After I had stopped going as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. I feel terrible. I contributed. Um, <laughs> and a we bunch of the did. other store names. Yeah, we all did. Were um, super recognizable, too. That was the one that was the most nostalgic for me. Because Elma and I were both born in 88. So just to give context of when we were alive during the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Small bits. Mostly what pulled over into the 90s is what we experienced. But... I know a lot of those other stores were also throwbacks. There were a lot of throwbacky things, like so many little hidden moments and hidden, like the name of this or the thing of that were all these throwbacks to 80s stuff that I thought was fantastic. And you get most of it in that um, mall scene because what an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, loved it. I love the details there. Damn, I didn't notice that. I need. I want to go back and look now. But yes, yeah, well, I super appreciate that detail. I loved how animated the whole thing was because to me, that is the 80s. Like, if you're going to do, like, they could have made, like, a 70s Wonder Woman. It should not have been animated like this. Yeah, sure. Would have been wrong. Yeah. But they made an 80s Wonder Woman and it was just perfect. It was 80s. I felt like every aspect really collided properly on being 80s. Normally, yeah, playful I Playful and mm-hmm. animated. I yeah. don't normally go for things that are like so over the top, like the way she's like saving that bride, saving that girl who's being held over the edge at the mall, uh-huh. like saving all the way that it's like extreme. Like, how is that even possible at all? But because everything was so. 80s and like day glow feeling you know emotionally yeah um, it just made perfect sense to me that everything would be that way in the movie and I really liked that yeah no that's true it totally fits like even the um the the robber guys the guys that were pulling off the heist yeah super animated characters (laughs) so animated and so 80s yeah (laughs) their their choices of what to do and all this are like classic and there's like a shot where like it pans from like going into the arcade and the and like the um like the just the people just the extras walking around also just Mm -hmm. felt very animated yeah it was super um uh they did a good job with that for the 80s vibes for sure they did such a good job i loved all of that um and even just 
I mean, maybe it's a little early to go there, but the whole storyline as well, I felt like really fit for the 80s. It's not my perfect dream storyline, but it is so, again, so 80s. It's, it works. It, to me, it feels like a totally cohesive project. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anyway, yeah. my three is Diana's white dress. Same. <laughs> it has to be, right? It has I, to that's be. That's the thing. There were some obvious, obvious choices. Like there, there was also yeah. another one before this that I could have picked, but yeah, we'll was it keep the gray it top? Uh, the gray. No, it was um when she was sitting alone at the restaurant. She's wearing like a white. Oh, I knew it. Sh- yeah, with the gray coat. I was she wears, thinking you might pick that. She wears great, great coats in this movie. Um, yes, and another thing, like they got '80s coats to look good because they I picked know. just the perfect ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you know in the '80s, like the kind of menswear on women vibes, like mm-hmm. that. I thought they did. Um, I liked that they pulled that trend in, and on her, it looked great. So a lot of those looks I really loved. Yeah. And in reading some of the these like interview bits with Lindy Hemming, the costume designer, I didn't get a clear understanding if everything was custom made, but it really Mm. sounded like almost if not everything was custom made. So like they wouldn't have been finding 80s coats like that. They would have like taken a design and and customed their own. So that's probably why we can find these like that 80s coat my mom has one of those in her closet like like the gray one she wears like the gray like heathered gray almost yeah yeah my mom has one of those coats from new york when she was living there in the 84 when wow (laughs) my biological dad got it for her and he had a great fashion sense so i'm like yes i can see that he bought this one but my mom's has like these massive shoulder pads in it that's that like even Mm -hmm. even if it was perfectly fit to um gal gadot it would not be looking the way hers looks in the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> like exactly. They clearly changed the exactly the shape. Yeah, what I was thinking, like they, because they still kept it 2020 in the sense that like it'll feel fresh now, you know. And I appreciate yeah. that aspect. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they didn't go full 80s of the time in every detail. Like they still kept a kind of mm-hmm. modern timelessness to the it. aspirational part of yeah, it. Yeah, the aspirational. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wow. should we talk about the white dress then? Yes, let's. Because yes. <laughs> I love this dress so much. I mean, obviously, when she gets out of Me the car, too. is like the moment. I mean, um, did everyone's jaw drop or what? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, yeah. my boyfriend called me. He saw this before I did. He called me and was talking about it. And he's like, I can't wait until you see this movie. You got to tell me what you think. You got to tell me what you think. Aww. He was going on and on and on. And he kept saying he's like specifically because I mean the costumes, the costumes, this movie is about the costumes. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't wait. And he's like, he said, um, there's never, he, I don't know exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but it made, he made me feel as though there's never been a character that was so like your jaw drops every time you see her as Gal Gadot <sighs> in this movie. I know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really, I'm really. saying her name wrong too. I think I oh. think I've learned that the 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 um someone's probably yelling at their compute the computer their phone <laughs> whatever they're listening to this on. I'm so sorry. Gal Gadot is how I used to think it was pronounced, and then oh, we learned that's know. not how it's pronounced in Israel. Oh, and she's from Israel, yeah, so I I'm gal. So sorry. We'll just call her Gal. I don't. Th- I might be. Oh, is that the wrong? That part? might be part of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just okay. remember when I heard how it was supposed to be pronounced being like, oh, I really wouldn't have gotten that. Um, oh. But okay. well, apologies. We love it. her. We're saying it out of love. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> but my favorite detail, okay, well, a lot of favorite details about this dress. Um, <laughs> first, it's a long evening gown, but um, all white with the slits, beautiful slits to show off her great legs. Um, mm-hmm. And the plunge neckline that, again, feels like kind of um, like that business style blouse, but like, you know, in an mm-hmm. evening wear setting. And then mm-hmm. she has on her wrist the Elsa Peretti bone cuff. Do you know that? Oh, that you bracelet? know the specific brand? How do you know? Because I used to work at Tiffany's in retail. Oh. Um, and that's a that's a Tiffany's bracelet. And so that, um, I loved that they, uh, first of all, I love that design. It's called the bone cuff. And it's like just a solid piece of gold or silver or um, white gold sometimes. And it's kind of um, has like a very organic shape to it as yeah. a cuff form and um and it was designed by Elsa Peretti in the 70s and inspired by like Gaudi's architecture in Spain oh um, my so it God. has that bone you know structure and um and formed into metal and I thought it was the perfect element of keeping her sort of armor look but in a subtle yeah. and trendy and like fashionable way Ugh. um so I so appreciated that detail and obviously because I worked at that store I'm like I recognized it immediately I was like ah perfect really love that wow wow yeah I feel like there's so much to describe about this dress because part of what made my jaw drop in seeing this dress is how unique it is like mm. I use you to start from the bottom and work our way up mm-hmm. and I think for what I'm exposed to, I rarely see a dress, a skirt, whatever that, you know, starting high waisted is, um, what do you call it when a dress like flares out all the way at the bottom? Like it's um, not straight down. It's, um, flared, <laughs> you know, like if you were to spin, it goes out, like that there's panels in it that make it bigger. I, I flared bottom. flared is typical or unless it's a circle pattern it could be a circle skirt um, could be a but circle I, yeah but I would just say it's flared well you rarely see a dress skirt bottom whatever that's flared like that that also has even just one slit that's very high up not to mention having two slits that are very high up like mm-hmm. I feel like I never see that and it's so gorgeous and so, so gorgeous it's able to be f- classy and comfortable and like gorgeous all at the same time which I don't think is easy mm-hmm. um and the two slits are just at basically at uh just below her hip bones like the thigh the thigh level of um like just below the hip bones meaning it's like at the hip bone mark but down on the thigh the top of the thigh right right um oh my god so gorgeous and then the center the waist area is I believe sewn to look like a bunch of fabric is just wrapped around and then there's a bit of a tie on one side, mm-hmm. but it's like thick. It's like maybe, yeah, like a, OB a great eighties nod. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or the, maybe yeah, like yeah. four inches thick or something, which another, like it's so, so creative how they pulled the eighties into this. Like that yes. is a clear way, like having that be thicker and not having it be like one, um just solid yeah thin or thick not one solid thing it's like layered looking like as though you wrapped it yourself like that's so all those little details are so 80s and they really pulled all these little little things together that 
our 80s but can look really modern and chic right like um, the pleating into this for example yes. like there's pleating on the on the blouse portion of it and then also um yep. in the skirt part like all of that feels very yes. 80s 80s detail and it just makes it look like billowy in the right ways mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah like a fold over of fabric of a collar like not super a collar but like loose almost yeah, looks like l- cowly like, like bits of almost. um yeah it's it's very like started as a blazer and this is where we're landed yeah <laughs> Uh, with a tiny bit of crossing over itself at the bottom so it's not like a deep plunge all the way to the waistline it like yeah, yeah. you know stops at a good nice spot and the arms like everything in this movie everything on gal we see is cut so that it has that little bit of extra wrist showing a little bit of extra ankle showing because that's just the, such a beautiful like classic woman look and that's yes. consistent with this dress like the arm has its little cuffs at the end as well but they're cut like a few inches before her wrist bone yeah Perfect. Oh, and details. it just looks so nice. I know. God, she's stunning. And it again looks all silky, like it could be a silk or something like mm-hmm, a silk. Mm-hmm. And like it has a bit of a shoulder pad look, but like so subtle that it subtle, looks yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> like I love a strong shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Just not like yeah, five exactly. inches of padding. Exactly. Yeah. You would call it a strong shoulder, not a padded shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I could gush over this forever. And when she walks, like they even photographed it, right? Because when you see this dress, you want to see someone in a wide shot walking in it. You want to see it billowing in the wind around her, behind her, everywhere. And they give her these beautiful shots where she's um, with uh, Chris Pine later walking through this big open space and like, oh my God, and it's white and it's nighttime. So everything else is dark. Yeah. Ooh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Perfect. Um, it's so perfect there are so few like such perfect costume moments in movies as this i think and this one hits it oh totally like this is going to be one of those dresses that everyone wants to get a knockoff or Mm -hmm. like a version of it made um, yes and And people will compare costume moments to this moment of that Mm -hmm. dress i agree totally okay that was our number three what's your number four my number four is in that same space and time it is surprisingly the character is Steve, Steve Trevor. Her boyfriend comes back from uh-huh. the dead. <laughs> it's his first look, which is also the look he wears later. <laughs> he's, he's pretty much the whole movie look. Okay, yeah, wait. Let me... The first time I saw this movie, I didn't realize it was the same look. I thought he just changed into something almost exactly the same. But this time through, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, that's just the same. They ended up like, that's the joke is they had him and go back into the original <laughs> outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad I missed that the first time through, but that's, that's my look. And what I love about it is, I mean, it looks great on him too. It's clearly tailored because, oh, it just looks so great. The pants are, um, I don't know what material at all, a dark color, but they (laughs) just look like nice slacks that aren't, they aren't too pleated all over the place. Like how the eighties does, they aren't too anything. They're just like a nice pair of slacks that fit well, that, it's easy not to notice them in the good ways and easy to notice them also in the good ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, uh, they were tailored a little bit high on the ankle in the classy way as well. Yeah. And he has his Nike. I don't know if he has his Nikes on yet in this first scene, but eventually he has his like classic 80s Nikes on uh, with a white T-shirt and a black members only jacket yeah. scrunched up at the um, 
to the bone that I forgot, elbow bone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, And what I have to say about this jacket, I think is so cool. In my research, I found out this is not a members-only jacket. (laughs) Oh. It has a members-only tag on it, but it's not a members-only jacket. So the costume designer, again, Lindy Hemming, and her team made this, crafted this jacket for him to look in a similar way to members only. Yeah. And then found a members. Yeah. Which is very 80s. But hearing this, I'm like, this is why I like this jacket because I always don't like members only jackets. But they made this one specifically the way they wanted it to look with a little bit of the vibe of members only. And then they found a members only jacket at a thrift store, cut out the tag and (gasps) sewed it onto his jacket. I know. I didn't even know they could do that. And she, if I can find the quote, she says something about, um, she made it sound like this was the easier way than cutting through some weird red tape with, oh. with I assume, brands. Um, yeah. But also the the ability to tailor it exactly how they wanted it um, and still have that. it be members only. Very cool. I love all I know, the so insightful. tricky things that they do to get the look just right, you know? Um, yeah. It's, yeah, insightful, also resourceful. Like, I, yes. I love the attention to detail, but, like, taking the effort and the time to do it look right to make it look right yep yep cool very cool do you have thoughts i just like gushed so hard no no i I forgot about that outfit (laughs) (laughs) i just was impressed by i rarely see a guy who is like you know you can see like a james bond character guy look good because he's in a suit and like okay great a well-tailored nice suit of course you look good yeah but it's so rare that you see a guy in something that he could wear out any day of the week to the grocery store today and be looking good. Yeah, sure. And that's what I liked about this was just like, oh, and he just looks good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, what was your, what are we on? Number four? four. What was your fourth? Okay. So my number four is um, after she's starting to lose, she's realizing she's starting to lose her powers and she saves the the kids in Egypt, was it Egypt in Cairo? Um, On the street. Yeah. And then she puts on a jumpsuit over yes yeah that's Um, my number five (laughs) i totally thought of you and i was like this is my alana moment because that jumpsuit Ah. is fucking rad um it's so great it's great it's it's pretty like simple but it totally fits her like the character and the moment and everything so well and i'm like that looks hot i want it i would wear it yes um it's just like a uh, army olive drab or like a grayish drab color um mm-hmm. f- long sleeve long pant jumpsuit um epaulets i think on the shoulders uh, you see like mostly only the top half because she's on the phone when she's when she's wearing it um and mm-hmm. it's like tight shots and then she's in the dark when she shows up at that <laughs> other place in uh-huh, it uh-huh yeah pretty much but cute i think her hair was it in a, like a long braid or something like it was up oh, i remember I, I don't remember if it was hold on i don't think it was like it was the up down somehow. yeah it wasn't like the usual down hair that right. she has but it was so cute i love the whole look yeah and i too. love that it's like it's believable that clearly she needs to find an outfit because she's in egypt wearing her wonder woman outfit mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like okay well you're gonna need to put something on i did when i thought about it myself i thought like well they could have put her in more of like a classic middle eastern like yeah i probably would have put her something more like in in an abaya or something which is just the, those long robes yeah but um i like that there was a commitment in costume design with her that seems to be 
consistent that whenever she's out of armor, she's wearing pants and she's able to move and be an empowered woman through costume um, and not be in more restrictive feminine wear. Yeah. So I get it. And it's still believable that she'd be able to find that type of a jumpsuit around somewhere. Like it is... It's a bit of a stretch, but it's believable. Like, okay, no, yeah, I, totally. see it. I think it's believable, and it's like in the desert setting to, or like the um, slightly more combative setting. It's like very utilitarian. Like it fits yep. kind of the wh- the actions of what they were doing and going through and stuff. Right. So, I, yeah, super appropriate, Love and it. cute. Yeah, and the pockets, the pocket, the like waist level pockets. I don't know if there are breast mm-hmm. pockets, but the the like waist level pockets. Those are my favorite kind of pockets on a jumpsuit and maybe my favorite kind of pockets that are rarely seen in general where it's like just they're really long deep pockets and they start at the top with just like a slightly diagonal slit almost Mm -hmm. and usually you can see the stitching on the outside looks like just a big um rectangle going down the leg um I don't know how else to describe it. It's like the pockets placed on top almost. <laughs> I think <laughs> Come they're through just... with your fashion knowledge. <laughs> I think they are. It's yeah. the same kind of pocket I have on the jumpsuit that I have with me, actually. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I could send a picture. Yeah, I love that kind of pocket on jumpsuits specifically. I think it's just, that's probably where they came from, I would guess, because oh, you can they're find slanted. Um, I think there's just slanted welt pockets that are like super deep, unless they're patch pockets. They could be um, patched on, but either way. Either way. Like, yeah, super deep and practical and cute and yeah. makes There's something sense. about that shape that I really like. They're always like big and they shift the design of the leg part to me. I don't know. I love them. I love them. I love it. Cool. Love. Mm-hmm. So my five is her gold armor suit at the end. I was hoping. <laughs> it's just so we could talk about it. Um, yes. Yeah. So obvious choices, obviously, but without the gold <laughs> wings. Um, like when, you know, that moment when she takes yeah, the wings off. Yeah, when she gets off, rid of them. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. It looks amazing. Um I just, I love how it covers her entire body. I love um, how, like, armory but still flexible it looks. Like, like the bodice portion is separate from the leg portion, I think. And then, so it, there is mobility, you know? Like, she's able to bend her legs and her thighs and stuff. Like, um, mm-hmm. the joint areas, which all makes sense. There's so many textures and, um, um, like, just line what do you call um like piecing and paneling there's so much paneling um yeah. that it makes sense that it looks like it's it, it can bend um yep yeah all of that is really cool um her neck plate area with the shoulder like layers of plates on the shoulders is very cool a little bit football inspired kind of but like <laughs> in a more feminine way um yeah every detail i think looks great um, so I looked up some research about this outfit as well. Tell me. <laughs> so I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah. This outfit, like a lot of the things in these movies, comes from the comics. There's mm-hmm. some specific designation about this look. 
and how it appears in comics. Anyway, um, in the comic books, they have it. There's a lot of like Americana around it. I think there's an American flag she uses as a cape or something, or it's like yeah. somehow interwoven a part of it. That's just a fun fact. Our costume designer, Lindy Hemming, said that she looked up outfits, like tribal outfits in actual history that are made of gold to get inspiration oh, from for cool. this. Mm-hmm. Oh, which sounded so cool. Really cool, really cool. She said... Uh, most of the armor stuff is one piece, but the bodice is separate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, so it's like a, the corset aspect goes on after, but the rest is kind of connected. What I thought was the most interesting of everything is she said they had to get a bunch of, they tried to make a bunch of small pieces, like you were mentioning, like a... Exactly, right. Yeah. Which goes with the theme of it looking like feathers from having that coat on, like these oh, tiny little that's true, bits. Yeah. Um, I mean, it also just goes with nature to have little bits of things. That's how reptiles work as well yeah exactly like when you were saying this thing about the spine um portion on like robin wright's outfit in the beginning like i love those um, nature organic yeah exactly organic nature inspired elements um in this and super cool yes so i I, same same we could gush all day yeah (laughs) on the same page with that um so so they, they wanted to make it with these tiny little slits for, for two reasons, mostly so that Gal could move in the outfit because clearly she needs to do some big exactly. movements. And since this is covering so much of her body, unlike her other outfits, uh, it's hard to get around it. And two, they needed to make the armor have be really shiny because they wanted the 80s gold look, um, but also not have bad reflections. Mm, <laughs> like it smart, couldn't yeah. reflect the crew. And... Oh, I can't believe I didn't think of this, but looking at that armor, that that's a mirror in every direction. She's like inside of a disco ball. There is going to be a reflection of people in a huge portion of it, no matter what. Like there's no way around that, except if you make the the shapes of the metal small and um and and such different directions that it's just it just looks like blur it doesn't look like literal crew members and so that was a big factor in it and my gosh so smart right and she said they they took each of the gold panels and were trying to make them I can just imagine how many months this process took and how much time and money and everything it took but they tried to make things yeah, I know oh they tried to make them as light as possible so they were going through phases of like okay can we make that lighter and to the point where it wouldn't break god just even imagine imagining that like how many versions of this costume exist 50 I, pounds heavier <laughs> yep exactly I was thinking about that too even um the uh, original her um her short skirt red and blue outfit too like how many iterations did they yeah. go through I really want to know like I want to see the evolution of the design process that would be so cool same anyway they didn't she didn't specify how heavy it is i don't know maybe that information is somewhere else but they got it to a weight that gal could handle is how she put it it's epic it's epic it's so epic so it's the under armor whatever uh jumpsuity thing i would assume it's kind of spandexy and -hmm. then it's a bodysuit of the armor and then a corset that goes on that's separate Mm -hmm. so cool so cool See, that's the kind of shit I would love to be on a team working on that. Like, yeah, like the the I like the engineering aspect of like, okay, can we make it lighter? Can we make it more flexible? Like the um, no reflection stuff, like all of that is super interesting. I love mm-hmm. that kind of problem solving. Um, but yeah, well, major the, props they said to the, the bodysuit team. 
Yeah. They said the bodysuit underneath was something that you can zip in and out to get out of. Hmm. And um, they had someone screen print it to look. Oh, it's screen printed. Like, uh, yeah. The texture. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because the texture is really cool. I was noticing that too. Like, I love the, I didn't realize it was screen printed, but yeah, actually you can kind of see that now. Um, very effective so cool very effective they made it work although i'll say my feelings about that scene the scene where she fights Mm -hmm. with yeah barbara leopard lady Mm -hmm. (laughs) which also comes from the comics like Kristen wiggs character in that dr minerva is from the comics it's not created for this yeah and she becomes this leopard woman um and that's her character for a while I haven't read any of those comics, so I don't have any backstory other than that's where it comes from. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I, what I don't like in more fantastical movies is when things are really CG. I want to feel like CG is a helping hand and not the primary source. Like I'm not watching a cartoon here. (laughs) I'm not watching a video game. I'm watching a movie. Give me a movie. So that whole last scene with their fighting, like I I could do without the whole scene, frankly. I don't too. Like the what what part is reality? Like I feel like usually this is my biggest complaint about the movie. I think is this scene. I feel like usually if you need to make like if the only way they could have done Kristen Wiig's character was making her so CG like she was, which I think I'm sure they could have found ways around. But if they had to do that, then like make a location that's more realistic and grounded, or choose some other aspects that are more balance. realistic and grounded. Yeah, like balance yeah. it somehow. If you if you must use some of this. Because obviously there are clearly aspects of the history of these characters involved that like, okay, so maybe some things kind of need to be in the film. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. I assumed you would agree. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest thing about the the um, comic book movies in general. Like a lot of it is CG and it loses me a little bit. Totally and then loses me. in this scene, when like just before it, she's like, I want to be Apex Predator, <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, oh, first man. like it was a big like she started out as a character that just wanted to be loved and popular and liked you know it felt like a big shift like I saw the evolution like it got there for sure but like it felt like a big shift that then she just wanted to be like apex predator dominate and um whatever so like when she turned up and was like a cat I was like oh that's that's where they went like and she turned into a cat but if it's from the source material that makes sense they have to include it somehow so they didn't I guess give they... a lot of like time and energy to her no, character's that's... evolution. Yes, that's the thing. Like, I agree it, completely. The beginning they spent a lot more time with, and I loved that. But like in the end, even when um, oh, I can't. Well, I hope I'm not skipping she's too so far good ahead. In the beginning too. She is like I really loved her and she's Gal fantastic. together. She was great. I was like, okay, I'm loving this. Uh, like yeah. you know going into it I was like oh I don't know about this movie but I was like okay she's great I really like Kristen Wiig but mm-hmm. then they don't even at the end like have any resolve between her and Gal like the, are they friends yep. again like none of that which I thought was really a missed opportunity I think it's just like they made us love her so much in the beginning my assumption is in the comics she must become a bad guy and be a bad guy consistently mm, yeah. like I I love this whole trend in superhero movies of showing us more origins. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. It yeah, makes fun. brings out the humanity. And I love that they showed us that with, with Kristen's character. But 
yeah, they like they gave us so much good origin that you're like you it's I I don't believe that she's just a bad guy forever now. Like what? You're not giving me any depth into understanding that. Like maybe they should have added into her origin a bit more spitefulness or a bit more Mm -hmm. being angry toward people who she perceives as being the ones putting her down or like Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like she was just so sweet and perfect, like literally feeding homeless people all the time. Like this is her habit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I know that she lost it because of this wish, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like if they, I don't think they needed that scene in the very end where she, um, where Gal meets the dude again. And like, he's wearing the outfit that she tried to put like Chris Pine in and stuff like that. Like if they, they didn't have that. That's what I thought the first time I watched it, but actually oh, the okay. second time I like, I'm happy about that, but oh, we'll okay. go to it after. Yeah. yeah t- tell me your feelings though. No, just like instead if they had more of like the, the f- girl's, just just like yeah. Kristen Wiig and her like having a conversation again would have been nice or something. Kristen Wiig got the most like Dr. Minerva is the most short short changed in the movie for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. She's got such a good start and then we just kind of like short changed, oh, well, yeah. We'll just leave her alone for a while like what? <laughs> <I'm> sorry? <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> She's like the doctor from what was that James Bond we watched where the doctor just jumps in the water and you never see him again? <laughs> the, the, the scientist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, also yeah, she's speaking, the scientist in this one. It, um, just a quick note on the Go ahead. Wonder Woman 2017 one. I felt like that mm-hmm. with the lady, the, the lady scientist that had like the half face thing. She also was super shortchanged, I thought. Like, she seemed like... Do you remember who I'm talking about? She I don't like, remember, but I don't remember but her. That's so because that, to me, says she was probably yes, shortchanged. Exactly. Like, she, they were building her up as, like, villain, um, the villainess, mm. kind of. But then, mm. and, like, she was developing, like, the wep- the chemical weapons and stuff like that. Yes, and, yes, yes. Okay, I'm then, starting to remember that part, yeah. Yeah, and then she kind of just disappears. And um, I thought that would have been cool if they stretched her character out a little bit more. But well, that's maybe all. that's a bit of a Patty Jenkins weakness. Maybe. Our heroes can have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. She's my hero, but I know she's <laughs> imperfect. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, that is pretty consistent. Let's keep and kill. Okay. You can go ahead since you started. Okay. It was hard. It's always hard for me to freaking keep one. I don't need to say that. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot I wanted to keep. But what I went with for this one is I'm going to keep that first work look of Diana's. <gasps> Yay! Okay, so I didn't put it in my top five, but that was also my keep. I was hoping! Um, But I have it as slash white dress. (laughs) Oh my god, because the white dress is great. It's gorgeous. So I, I... I love both. It's impossible to choose. So I want a version of the white dress. Like, I don't... I want to take out the 80s bits. Like, I don't if it was my perfect dream dress, I wouldn't have the 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 belted middle Belt. be as mm-hmm. Larry looking and all that. But like for the movie, it's perfect. I would not change a thing. It yeah. it fits perfectly. But that's those are the only reasons I ended up going with that work look. It's like yeah. I can wear that right now <laughs> for sure. And the navy work look like is I would wear it more often than a long white dress <sighs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, gorgeous! Great, cute. What is your kill? Cute. I'm a little torn. I'm going to tell you what both of them would have been because one of them we haven't mentioned yet anyway. Oh, both mm-hmm. of them we haven't mentioned. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're going to agree with one. Or maybe yeah. you are. Um, 
I don't know if I've mentioned officially yet, but I think the costumes in this film are so perfect for the movie. Like they really, everything I hate, I'm supposed to hate and I do hate. Everything I love, right. I'm supposed to love and I do love. And it fits the characters so well. I just feel like this is one of the most well costume designed films ever for how much they work with the story. So that being said, it's hard to pick one that I would cut out. My first thought was I was going to cut out um, our bad guys, his blonde assistant woman. Her uh, first yeah. blue dress with the belt, with a white belt. It's kind of just like a flowery blah blue dress, short short blue dress with a white belt, and she's wearing heels. And it's very like cheap whatever 80s but like it's supposed to be because his business sucks and then his business gets really fancy (laughs) and then suddenly she's in a skirt suit that's bright pink and really cute well for the 80s cute not really still cute but the color's cute anyway so I'm like I don't really want to cut it though like I don't like it they could have done something different but at the same time um but then I realized Mm -hmm. it fits so well but then I realized I don't love Kristen Wiig's leopard skirt dressed dress look thing okay wait it's too animated to me it's the one where she wears the fur coat over it yes but okay i'm more referencing the under that she's wearing the like leopard that's my kill yeah oh my gosh okay so we have the same (laughs) the same kill are you kidding first time in our lives okay we can talk more about this because i have thoughts let's go please (laughs) so i like you know how I was saying like the shift from her character going like from this yes yeah yeah so it was just such a huge shift like all of a sudden the dark makeup the edgy the punk like everything and it was just too much like you said animated yes Yes. and they're just like they did not show it to us exactly you know how in filmmaking they say show don't tell yes even though they literally are showing it because it's a film I felt like they were telling us not showing us I didn't experience it myself they're just like this is what it is now and you're like oh uh okay yeah so to describe it a little bit more in detail so I'm talking the fur coat part I didn't mind so much um it was like a big like whoa take or leave yeah but it's um, later when she's fighting in the White House. She has it's a snakeskin. <laughs> later when she's jacket. fighting in the White House. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit too awkward to have happen for us to review this know, right now. Like right now, it seems I a bit I predictive. Was, I was thinking that too. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. All right. Okay. So on to the outfit. <laughs> it's a snakeskin. Um, cropped motorcycle jacket like already that says like too much and then the collar (laughs) already that says too much (laughs) the collar is uh covered in studs and spikes all over which like i like that detail i used to wear a lot of edgy like motorcycle jackets in college and like i actually probably would still wear that jacket but when it's layered on top of like she's got ripped tights yeah it's (laughs) but the snake skin and all this it's not like a little bit of studying it's like massive studying massive snake skin it's like pave um i don't know what pave uh, means but it sounds correct i would say looking at this i'd say this is pave yeah (laughs) (laughs) paved all right yeah because it's not only on the collar it's also on the cuffs too it's just a lot and then she's got a asymmetric hem uh leopard print skirt which i'm not a huge fan of leopard print um in in subtle ways i like it or like if it's an unpredictable color i like it but a lot it's like like i am a fan of leopard print occasionally and i hate this i hate this and then she's got destroyed tights on and on top of that thigh high boots that are like the slightly looser kind so they scrunch a little bit 
they're they're scrunching the whole way down. They don't scrunch at any one spot. They are massive, loose, scrunchy, and they're still way above her knee. Like, how much freaking boot oh, is yeah. there? Would it go up to my tit if it wasn't scrunched? <laughs> it's like every 80s, you know, the slouch boot trend. It's yep, like every yep, yep. 80s trend into one outfit, and it clashes yep. hard. I will say they got it right with we're supposed to hate her now and we even don't like the way she looks, which I think is on purpose. I get it. And also they got it right with all those little details like the boot, like the punk aspects that were coming through at that time. They got the details right, but I I think they could have done it in a way that was more exciting to look at and enjoyable. Like just take away one thing, you know, like when you look at it, it's like, okay, maybe not a leopard print skirt and it would have been better. We can or hate maybe her while boots. still having her, you know, because part of it also is like she was asking to be like, like Diana, like Wonder Woman and like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman would surely never have been wearing that no. at all. So like it would have been normal to keep an aspect of her looking regal almost, you know, like powerful mm-hmm. and not just like distressed Edgy. <laughs> yeah. and dark. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And. I can't. I can't. I've locked it out of my memory for a while. <laughs> I know. Um, oh. That scene, though, okay. I thought it was funny how, um, does Gal- does Wonder Woman in 2017 also have a lasso? Is that her thing? I don't remember. She, Wonder Woman as a character, that's her thing. Yeah. In 2017, oh, okay. she doesn't use it much, but I believe she uses it a little and she does have it. Oh, okay. They didn't um, make it a thing, I don't think, in the, in the last movie. I see. Because it's like really similar to in Kingsman. <laughs> well, then Kingsman would have gotten it from Wonder it, Woman. From it's, original, original. It is a, okay. It is, it's one of the staples of Wonder Woman from the comic. She sense. has these like tools and one of them is her, her head dress thing. Her, yeah, the little, I don't remember what that's supposed to be called. Not a crown, but the headband thingy. Yeah, her head yeah. thing. I'm sure it has a proper name. And then her lasso, the lasso of truth. And she oh, has okay. some other things, I believe as well. And they're all like, from her culture or something Cute. like that is my understanding oh, okay um i just thought it was funny because uh in kingsman who you know the bad guy in this movie is also in kingsman too he has the lasso oh. and uses it it's like an electrified lasso um that can oh, like slice yes. shit so it's like oh, oh my god you're making yeah i was also i was noticing that um that actor pedro <laughs> pascal that actor he I've been saying this for months now to no one, just to an empty room. So I'm going <laughs> to utilize the podcast. <laughs> he is having, you remember that show best year ever? If that show still existed no. or best week ever. Well, it was oh. a show. Um, Rem- this guy is having his best year ever. Oh the my past God, I know. 2020 was his best year. He is the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> He's the villain in Wonder Woman. He has a, a new movie came out. It's for kids. And it's, I actually watched it with my mom because sometimes we put on kids stuff and it's not good. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's for kids. I'm sure it's good for kids. Cute. He's the, like, the star of this, like, kids Netflix movie. But it's a Netflix movie, so it's being pushed hard and it has good, uh, um, a lot of famous people in it. He's just in everything this year in really big roles. Like, he's just... He must have worked hard the last couple of years, and now it's just, like, paying dividends yeah. all over the place. He was, I mean, the first time I saw him was in Narcos, and, you know, that was a huge phenomenon. And then he did, yeah. like, a smaller roles in Kingsman, and then he was in, and then he's Mandalorian. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just seemed like he was just one of those guys until Mandalorian happened. And Mm -hmm. I would never have known it was him if my boyfriend wasn't such a movie fiend and told me immediately who that was. I do Um, like But after knowing that, like, oh my gosh, he's killing. He's everywhere all of a sudden. Yeah, Yeah. he's really killing it. Fantastic. Great in this, by the way. I really liked him in this. He was fantastic in this. He just played that role that guy <laughs> totally and also um honorable mentioning his suits like i love actually yeah. almost picked one um as really a, in my li- yeah because it's <laughs> he has like the when he meets barbara um dr minerva for the first time his like pinstripe it looked like slightly more lighter blue pinstripe double-breasted mm-hmm. yeah, suit yeah. is like very much the fit wise i thought it was like of the time like tailored but still slightly yeah. loose and boxy um mm-hmm. the double-breasted is very like you know executive of the time and yes. um all the details i thought fit his character really well um and like the highlights in the hair and stuff i thought they he was costumed really well so well i i really think everyone was cost i was looking yeah, for, for someone sure. who i thought wasn't costumed well and i could not find it until our kill Kristen Wiig (laughs) (laughs) and I still think it was like it wasn't terrible but compared to the rest of the movie it stands Mm -hmm. out like this Mm -hmm. could be better Mm -hmm. man you know I almost I I want to honorable mention um Diana's look where she is wearing like a like a beige gray beige blazer and a pinstriped um vest yes over a white button down mm-hmm. with the, the first time i watched this. yes i the first i had i don't like that look anytime but it all, it, okay fine no but it fits the 80s like it yes. looks appropriate and I, I what i do like is they gave her variety like we're not seeing the yeah. same type of gal Gadot's version of 80s every time so i don't mind it for that reason but the first time i watched the movie i i really didn't like it and i assumed that might be my cut <gasps> me my kill. too and I almost made it my kill until I realized that I didn't realize until later in the movie they go back to her apartment and I remembered that clearly this is the first time that they have gone back to her apartment since um, since Steve has come back to life. And the outfit that she's wearing, that outfit, is something that she got out of the other guy's closet. Oh, and now it all makes sense. Okay, like why the shirt does... is so oversized and why the jack... The, um, the blazer is so oversized and why the the vest is so odd and needs to be belted, belted. like all of these aspects because they are coming from a man's closet but that, they fit the 80s vibe because they're big yeah exactly that <laughs> makes sense yeah see that's the part of the men's wear on women kind of aspect i was thinking is like the yeah, trend yeah. thing but that totally makes sense in the story wise totally. and i did almost pick it as my cut as well because i'm like i just love her other looks better but you know there was a better outfit to kill so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and once I realized it was from his closet I was like you know what I don't know if you could do much better than that coming out of sure like yeah. to keep it in the 80s vibe and and her vibe and come out of this guy's closet like yeah man that's pretty dead on um so because of that then I loved it because <laughs> I thought it fit the character so yeah. well um while we're talking about this guy's closet can we talk about Chris Pine's mon- montage real yes, quick sure. that's everything yeah, sure. That's, I think that's my favorite fashion montage yet to date. Like oh they kept God, it really? short and cheeky. Yeah, I feel like I mean, for I'm obsessed with Chris Pine. Like him, um, I love him. Oh, he is a celebrity I'm, crush for sure. 
Really? Um, I'm like, meh. I'm, I'm middle of the road on him. But yeah, sure. I love him. <laughs> um, I feel like he can, he's one of those actors who can really carry a scene. I mean, <laughs> not that that's super rare in A-list actors, but it is super rare in some A-list actors. I feel like some A-list actors, re- actors really need a script. But um, anyway, so I just feel like montages are all about the reactions of the of the people, the actors, the characters, mm-hmm. really. And Gal's reactions are fine. I think they they fit her type of acting style. But he's one of those people who can really... Um, just like pull things out and make it more entertaining a little. I don't yeah. know how to say this without being offensive. It's it's not a one is better than the other. It's just different styles, right? And this is one of his strengths. So I felt like this montage, it was funny because clearly these looks are weird and funny. But I felt like his, his little commentary and them keeping it short made it... Um, really entertaining i didn't get bored the way normally i would in a montage Mm, and i love that they put a montage in this because they tried to keep with this 80s movie theme and they even succeeded with a fashion montage i I love a fashion montage i i wasn't super crazy about this one like well as you were speaking i was trying to think like what montages do i like and the one Mm. that immediately pops into my head first is in toy story (laughs) three Toy Story 3. I, yeah, I just watched it recently. I think it was 3, the one where Barbie meets Ken at the school and they have a fashion montage. I haven't montage. seen all of the Toy Stories, so that's oh, possible that I it's like the one. best one. It's like one of the best ones. Did um, that one come out when like a long time ago or is that one of the recent ones? There's like 50 of them now. Ten, almost 10 I've years lost ago, I think. Okay, then like, I've well, probably seen that one. Yeah. Um, that and then also Django has a good fashion montage when he's trying to pick out what outfit to <laughs> wear when he's like free you watched Django recently right yeah and yeah, it's a, a bit of a forgettable scene for me I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that it's not I, I guess from coming from the filmmaking perspective from my experience in school and what people let me give a little background I'm a girl who went to film school so I was one of not very many mostly it's guys especially at the time when I went to film school. So things like things that are more feminine in films, because it's still college kids who are stupid, whatever. Those are the things that are more pointed out as like, that's so cheesy and happens every time. So something like a fashion montage was made clear to me that this is a very cheesy thing that needs to be done well if it's to be accepted in a film. Um, And I think, you know, I'm putting all my psychology into this, but I think that's because it's something that leans feminine. And uh, yeah, Things like film schools do not lean, did not lean feminine at the time. Um, anyway, so take all of that and just shoving it into a little box real quick. When I look at something like a fashion montage, I think I have a strong eye for critiquing like how well are they doing it because I need this to pass the test of not only its ideal audience like you and I, but maybe some boyfriend who got dragged to this who's not doesn't like Marvel and isn't excited, whatever. Sure. Like, would this pass the cheesy test I mean the whole movie's cheesy but I think you know what I mean like on a scale of montage of fashion montages um and for me it passes I see that you have different I think you have different um values in your fashion montages than I do this is fascinating (laughs) Uh, no I was just gonna say I do love that they just show like every 80s fashion trope or like trend in that scene though that's I love it always fun yeah I think I also love that it's coming from like it to me it feels like it makes more sense to the film coming from his character's perspective like he really yeah. 
has never seen clothing like this and is just like, uh, okay, let me put these things together. And his personality seems kind of like open and playful enough that it makes sense. He would try these odd totally. things and not just be restricted. I think the other movies that I like a mon- fashion montage in are if it is like what the movie's about, like Clueless or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The movie Clueless is like about fashion as much as it's about being a teenager. Well, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I can say that. So like, yeah, that movie, it can be as cheesy as whatever, but like it's what the movie's about. But movies where it, the fashion montage isn't what it's about, but they find a way to make it work. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big accomplishment. So I have a question for you. Ricky asked, okay. well, I started the movie with Ricky. Um, he didn't stay for the whole thing, but we started together. <laughs> and um, And he says, what do you think is more difficult to design for? Uh, superheroes or Bond movies? What do you Difficult think? to... Meaning, like, to costume the whole film? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my thoughts. I, I can my, tell you I, right away. <laughs> I first jumped and said probably a Bond movie because there's an element of it that has to be timeless and, like, but classy and upscale. Um, there's obviously other kinds of challenges when doing for um, um, uh, a superhero movie, but right. but I feel like the having to keep it um, grounded and aspirational makes it seem like kind of a difficult task. Like it's like it's that tricky thing about like how to keep it simple but interesting. Whereas in uh, in in a superhero movie you have kind of a lot of imagination at your disposal like you can sort of design whatever like it's a whole nother challenge to come up with new things but you have a little bit more freedom is what I was thinking I think the other way (laughs) yeah okay I think designing for a superhero movie would be harder not to say they both couldn't don't have a level of difficulty like neither one of those is like the simplest thing but um I'm also operating under the assumption that you mean a superhero that already exists. It's not like we've created this random superhero, like a superhero that that exists in the Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. world of content already. I I would think for sure that's harder. There's so much pressure on bringing an already existing something to life to do their best to satisfy, um, the fans bringing old the, content into yeah. the modern i think all of that is I, I i mean i'm not a costume designer but i i would think that's more difficult personally okay i'm happy you brought that up because as as i said that was my first thought what i right. said mm-hmm. you know and um yeah and I, I mean I it makes actually, sense because you think about bond more often in general <laughs> so clearly right, you'd be aware of the details a, but this is a conversation I've had with another you know a Marvel nerd friend of mine and he's like he's deep into the comics and stuff too so he's always talking about like um asking me my opinions on like the Marvel costuming and I'm always like ah it's Mm. like it's okay like but they feel so sometimes it's a little um not worn enough or like not um stylish enough and he's like yeah well that's because they have source material they have to follow like that's such a huge challenge I'm like okay you're right like that's true there's like you said there's characters that already exist and you have to use them as a template but still keep it fresh like yes huge challenge I can't even imagine like what that would be like like in Bond it was only written in novels and in books and they have descriptive um, moments but like really it's up to your you know there's still characters that are 
very based in reality and you can kind of do whatever yeah. whereas like wonder woman already had a costume and like how we were saying about her outfit how they made I mean, it she's so already perfect. had like five versions of her costume and you right. have all those different fan bases being yeah. like this one's the best and you yeah. got to like combine and, and and make your own and then to have done it so perfectly like in this yeah what a challenge and feat and congratulations yeah. you know um so I mean, I see the challenges on both sides and it's hard for me to really say like what I think is more difficult, but I just wanted to put that question out there and think, yeah, thought it was. Well, I don't think, I mean, they're, they're so different that it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to say because the difficulties in different places and like what really makes something difficult or not. Okay. Maybe I'm getting too psychological, but, (laughs) but it's not black and white. I think one of them has a, a heavier weight if to it, like more pressure I guess Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm calling difficult but I don't think that that always means the act of doing it is more difficult if that makes sense heavier Mm -hmm. weight I would say yeah I feel that I love that question oh and you mentioned the uh the scene at the very end with the guy whose Mm -hmm. body Steve is in yeah (laughs) earlier that guy um first of all I have to say I love her outfit the way she has her scarf tied she looks cold, but damn, she looks good. <laughs> she looked great. <laughs> My God. Loved it. The scene itself is uh, a little too cheesy. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it. But the first time I watched it, I was just like, whatever. What is this? Trying to make it seem like she's going to fall in love with this guy now or something? Because like Steve was in his body and so now she likes it or something. Yeah. That's the first time I watched it. That's what I felt. And I, I think it's that, important. Yeah the way someone feels the first time they watch it is how the movies should be made to be watched, I think. However, the second time I watched it, I had a completely different understanding. And I think this is probably what the filmmakers were aiming for. The second time Mm -hmm. I watched it, it felt more like this was her acknowledging that she's, this guy isn't Steve anymore. This is just this guy. Because when she was seeing what I, one thing I think they did really well is how technically this guy uh, the body is how Steve looked the whole time but as soon as he came back and she recognized like emotionally that this is her Steve she only saw him as Steve and she even has that line where she says he's oh, great and all but all I see is you mm-hmm. yeah. right so and I think they did that so well like it's so hard to do that and have me be like on board with it only seeing Steve playing that role you know from then on but mm-hmm. I totally bought it I was like yes I completely get it I'm right there with you emotionally I know that type of feeling and experience and so I think that moment at the end was just giving us this breath of her have that was showcasing her having released Steve she's seeing this guy and she doesn't see Steve when she sees him anymore she just sees this guy and she's actually talking to him like a human while throughout the movie she won't give any men any cordial time of day anything at all except Steve because she's so against it so I really found that scene to be more about her recognizing her not seeing Steve is how I felt interesting okay and I I only got that that the second time through and then I thought like oh yeah that was really important I really needed that I'm so glad they kept it in but then like could they have maybe done it differently because yeah it took twice watching to really get it Mm. um anyway cool yeah I didn't quite pick up on the subtleties there but yeah I felt the same way the first time you saw it and yeah well that's yeah neither did I the first time <laughs> so yeah. yeah 
We've created a new scale. We always try to talk about diversity representation and female representation in these movies. And we wanted to have a way of acknowledging if we find that they did well or didn't do well. And it seems kind of arbitrary to do like a scale, like five stars, three stars, one star, because we're not technically breaking down how many times you see a person of color or a person who's gay or, you know, whatever, or how many times women are represented really well and how many times they aren't like it's a weird thing to weigh against itself so we've decided we're just going to give a pass fail without judgment on the movie as a whole but just to be honest about if this film passes the diversity representation scale or doesn't and if it passes for women's representation or doesn't does that sound good does that sound good Lou (laughs) yeah 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 did I describe that well do you have any thoughts notes no that's that's exactly it and all right in terms of female representation i think that's a obviously a pass yeah i think it's a pass of flying colors for sure (laughs) yeah pass of flying colors literally flying colors because she flies with colors yeah Yeah, excellent excellent what's your diversity representation hmm okay i was gonna say Oh, this is interesting. At the start, I was like, oh, pass, because of all the different types of women you see in the beginning. But then if you think Mm -hmm. about it, the main characters are very (laughs) similar-seeming. Let me think. (laughs) I think it's a clear pass for me. Okay, clear pass. I think they... Because, I mean, some of these are characters that are repeated from before, like Gal and and Mm -hmm. Chris Pine and all that yeah I mean Kristen Wiig could have been someone else but I do think she was really well cast in the role and it is a role coming from a comic book great which they could have switched up but you know um yeah but I think wherever they could like their bad guy Pedro Pascal Mm -hmm. is clearly Hispanic and Mm -hmm. that's fantastic that we had him and a different type of Hispanic he's not like an archetypical like oh we want a Hispanic guy like clearly they're like this is a good actor let's give him the role and his son is Asian, and I love that. And there's no need to explain why his son <laughs> is Asian or, like, his mom must look this way or anything like that. There's no point in it, no need for it, and no bother. And I love that. Yeah, and I do yeah. think we had a lot of good uh, – we had a lot more um, people of color sprinkled throughout the smaller roles yeah, than in the office most in movies the- do. Mm-hmm. in the office in the mall scenes and all this like they could have done better it's not perfect but if we're giving it a pass fail I think it definitely passes yeah yeah for sure and I love it I think they yeah. did well they did <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this I hope you watched the movie first because we spoiled a bunch oops spoiler alert at the end I'll put one at the beginning too if you want to see images of the looks we talked about go to our Instagram at dressed to kill pod and give us feedback if you have an opinion on us reviewing new release movies that are action films as well with a fashion slant of course we loved doing this one and we want to know if you guys like that okay thanks for listening bye 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 <laughs>